Do you have a profound longing to travel once more? Do you long to see the world for less and do you research to find the lowest possible fear? Hello and welcome to TripCast 360, the podcast of lively banter about travel, tourism, and entertainment. This is Michael Gordon-Bennett coming to you from Las Vegas, Nevada, and I am joined as always by the Barbados Flash via the Big Apple, Dave Cumberbatch. Dave, 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 travel is exploding big time. I think these COVID restrictions are uh, uh, lowering some barriers, especially here in the United States. Yeah, and um, you're right on target because our topic today is how to travel smarter and get great deals. And um, we all have been restricted by the by travel because of the COVID pandemic. And I'll tell you, I just can't wait to travel again, Michael. But we, I don't know about you, but I want to do it. You know, I don't want to break the bank to have to travel. So. On this episode, we'll be discussing ways to travel on the cheap with our guests. Uh, I've been following him on the internet for a while and always wanted to have a conversation with him. I actually have a question for him, and I, he's listening quietly in the background until I introduce him. But I have a question for him because I watched a video of him uh, on one of the Minneapolis uh, uh, TV stations about two or three years ago, and he was talking about packing. Now, I'm going to give you a challenge because I wear a size 15 shoe. <laughs> Trying to get a size 15 shoe into a bag doesn't work. <laughs> so uh, you, I, he's taking notes, folks. So he's going to help me figure that out as we uh, get, get into the show. So that that's challenge number one, in addition to all the great Air Force stuff he can talk to us about. Um, yeah, as regards to uh, opening travel, Dave, I see some of the cruise lines are coming back. I noticed, um, uh, I think Princess Cruises is starting their Alaska journeys uh, in July. I took one of those Princess Cruises to Alaska, so I'm very familiar with them. Uh, JetBlue is uh, opening up London. Their first time they've done that. Yeah. That will happen, I believe, in June or July. They're going to both Heathrow and Gatwick, both. Uh, and um, so that'll be pretty exciting. And it's daily. It's a, it's a flight at daily out of JFK. And I think in September, they're bringing Boston to uh, both airports online as well. Well, I'll tell you what, that begs a question for our guests as well. You've got questions. I've got questions too. <laughs> oh, he's, I, <laughs> if he solves my size 15 issue, I'm done. <laughs> I want to know how to travel luxury on the cheap. How about uh, you? Uh, so do I, actually. Uh, you know, I've been at this for, gosh, a lot longer than he has in terms of that. And I always get these confusing things about how to find the deals and how to not find the deals. So Jared is going to set the record straight on it. Uh, I actually signed up for his premium service yesterday, and I've already got a ton of emails in my inbox, one of them to a destination near and dear to my heart, Portugal. Uh, so uh, we're going to get into all that. Um, I actually am anxious to get him in. So let's get our housekeeping notes out of the way so we can move on. Um, Tripcast 360, this podcast is available on every single platform you can imagine. But if you forget those, just go to our website, tripcast360.com. They all stream from there as well. So uh, invite, like, share, bring your friends on, uh, talk to people. Hopefully you can start and join the conversation with us. Uh, our photo of the month contest on Instagram starts June 1st, which is a week from now. Details will be posted on Instagram and our website. So you can jump in on that as well. And we are also getting ready to introduce our store to the world. Probably that won't happen until mid-June. It's taken me a lot longer than I thought it was to put that together. but. Um, 
So we have a lot of exciting things coming up. Uh, Dave, why don't you give them a little preview of our social media stuff? Social media, social media. That's the platform that everyone who's who's serious about business should be on. We are on, we are on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and LinkedIn. And follow us, like us, message us, and tag us. Please share with your friends. And to begin receiving our newsletter, Michael, we can't forget our, our newsletter. You can go to our website, tripcast360.com, and sign up. We're more than just a podcast. Our website, tripcast360.com, is a unique, consumer-friendly approach that provides our audience with the information they can use either to purchase products, or if you just want to have some good old fun and hear me making fun of Michael and our guests making fun of us, you can go to our website. You can read about our traveler experiences. You can even read about some of our experiences. Michael is concerned about his size 15 shoes. You know, maybe our guests can give him some really good advice on that today. <laughs> oh, I already told you, man. Once he solves my size 15, I'm out. You can take care of the rest. Um, <laughs> and by the way, we let our guests make fun of us. When did we start that? Uh, I don't know. It's, 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 I, I, I guess from the inception. I guess I guess from the inception, right? Yeah, never mind. Never mind. Let's get our guest in here because he's been waiting patiently. And I am really anxious to get this episode moving because he's got some really good information. And uh, I, I think you all will enjoy Jared Komrowski. He is the founder and CEO of Thrifty Traveler, the leading source for flight deals, cheap travel tips, and maximizing travel rewards. Jared started honing his skills for inexpensive travel during his days as a CPA when he took guys over, I believe, 100 nights a year, which is a pretty hefty travel schedule. Yeah, He left that corporate job in 2017 and now runs Thrifty Traveler full-time, and he still flies at least 100,000 miles a year to some of the world's great hotspots for pennies on the dollar. He's here today to share his success and, more importantly, some of the great travel deals he and his team have uncovered. Jared, welcome to TripCast360, my friend. Hey, thanks for having me, guys. Excited to chat. Okay, I'm not. I'm not going to ask you the 15 question after that. I'm. 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 I'm, I'm going to let you percolate on that one for a few minutes. Yeah, I've got a lot of anxiety around this one. I'm like, I don't think I can solve this problem. It's a big problem. A big let, problem. Let, let, let me help you out. I, I actually have a shoe size that's bigger than Magic Johnson, and I believe LeBron and I have the same shoe size, if not my maybe a little bit bigger than. I'm not shacking those size 23s, but I'm somewhere in the middle there. So, <laughs> and, and I don't have any of their money. <laughs> You're the founder and CEO of Thrifty Traveler. Michael just explained, explained that in your pretty much detailed bio. But but I read where you said that you're not like the average entrepreneur. Tell us what is the difference between... Be, uh, tell us what is so different about Jared, the CEO. And, share, and, and if you can please share the genesis of uh, Thrifty Traveler. With our audience. Yeah. Yeah. I'd love to. Uh, you know, kind of a lot of people who are in travel, especially like a lot of travel bloggers, you know, they come from like a, a pretty wealthy background. Like they traveled, you know, to Europe like once a month with their dad for business when they were kids, or, you know, they're always just jet setting everywhere. So that's kind of how they got their experience. Um, and I don't come from a background, uh, you know, I've, I had a great childhood, but, you know, it just wasn't always full of, of international travel, but that was always something that I wanted. So I had to figure out, you know, how to do it. And, you know, when you're coming out of college, 
um, with a bunch of student debt and a wife who <laughs> wants to travel, I had to figure it out. So, you know, that's re- where it really all started. And I was, and I, I had a problem and I had to solve it and finding cheap flights, um, you know, finding cheap cash flights and then kind of maximizing credit card travel rewards was the solution. And then I had so many friends and family who are always like, how do you do what you do? Um, you know, whether it's, you know, traveling in economy or traveling in business or, or first class. Um, so yeah, back in, back in 2015, I launched thriftytraveler.com. Uh, now we have eight full-time employees and we're hiring two more and travel is coming back guys. And, uh, yeah, I'm pretty excited. You talk about traveling coming back and, um, after a year, it's been a year or so plus of being stuck at home, travelers around the country are, you know, they're setting out again and planning their first big post pandemic, um, getaway or trip. Uh, that's a trend that I believe is going to continue to grow until we literally reach herd immunity and then, and, and then, and then no more restrictions. What is your take on that? Well, you know, we really saw an inflection point around March 1st, you know, as especially, you know, boomers started getting shots first. Um, and as it's kind of progressed, it's kind of accelerated. Um, mm-hmm. And we just see that via just, you know, traffic, interest. Uh, you know, just follows at thriftytraveler.com. And, you know, we're looking at Google Trends as well. And things are building. There's no question yeah. that people are very excited about domestic travel right now. Um, but as the world continues to open up, and, you know, we've seen a lot of great international deals, like we already talked about, you know, Portugal was mentioned earlier, you know, just today, a deal, some amazing deals. You know, people are starting to think more about, you know, international travel this late summer fall into, you know, you can already book into April of 2022. So I think we'll see strong domestic travel, you know, for the next you know, several months. And I don't see that going away, but I think we will see start of a transition, especially this fall and into the winter, um, into more international travel. Yeah. I got to tell you, I, I, I live in Las Vegas and uh, there's a coffee shop directly across the street from McCarran International Airport, where you can actually sit there and watch the planes land and take off. I went there last Friday to buy my two pounds of coffee that I buy once a month. I sat there and I, 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 I swear to God, every 30 seconds, a plane was either landing or taking off. If you don't think Vegas is sold out, you are fooling yourself. This place is busy with a capital B. Uh, the strip, I, I drove, to, I never go to the strip. Locals, most locals who live here don't go to the strip. We, we avoid it like the plague. But I drove down there on purpose. I wanted to see the foot traffic on, on Las Vegas Boulevard. Man, this place is packed. Uh, I don't know how many people had a mask, uh, had, had a vaccine, don't really care. Uh, I mean, but this is like, this is like something I've never seen before. Just going from nothing to that. Yeah, I it it is definitely booming, and I live right under the flight path. I'm in Minneapolis, and the planes are flying over. And the just number of planes, like just this morning, you know, you have the window open, and you're just like, this is it's crazy because it as you know, even in Vegas, it was quiet. It was quiet for a long time, and you look at the TSA numbers of how many passengers are going through checkpoints every day, and just seeing it steadily rise, and it's like. Finally, you know, I don't think we're being, you know, I feel like we all have like a little bit of anxiety that it's going to somehow regress, but I think it's, it's continuing to build. It's looking positive and obviously COVID numbers, vaccinated numbers headed in the right direction. Yeah. I hear, I hear you, my friend. Hey, I, I actually want to 
start by digging into something that caught my attention on your website. Uh, we're we're going to talk about flights in general and some of the research, but there was something that got my attention, and I I think it was what is a mistake fare? <laughs> yeah, great question, great question. So you would define a mistake fare as there's a lot of different ways that can pop up, but the most common one would be where the airline, their revenue management department, who essentially enters in all the numbers for fares, somehow makes some kind of an error. Instead of $1,000 for a ticket, they forget a zero and it's $100. That's kind of the most basic one. Uh, and the airline airlines have been getting better at catching those. You know, They have systems that flag you know, fares that are outside of certain different bounds. Um, but a lot of times we can catch that stuff. You know, we let our uh, subscribers and followers know about those. And if you can get in, it's it's like a roller coaster of emotion. You get in, you're like, you know, you save like up to 90%, but then you have to wait and see because about 50% of the time the airlines will cancel those tickets. But the other 50% of the time, you know, the airlines will kind of let it slide uh, and you can go on a trip for like incredibly, incredibly cheap. You know, mistake fares, you know, we probably see five to 10 a year. Uh, but when those do pop up, you can find some incredible deals. So you really got to be Johnny on the spot. As soon as you promote that, get it out there. Otherwise, it's gone. Then we always say the hotter the flight deal, the shorter it lasts. So book as soon as possible because U.S. Department of Transportation law allows you 24 hours from when you book to decide whether you want to keep the flight or not. And you can cancel it uh, as long as you book directly with the airline and get the cash right back you know, onto your credit or debit card, which is pretty Nice cool. lot to take advantage and, of. And, and just just so I can show my travel expertise, folks, when those <laughs> things get promoted out there like that, even if it's a mistake fare, they have to honor that. They can't hide from it. They got on. They may change it later, but if you book it, they got to honor it. They can't turn around and say, okay, you paid $100 for that flight to Portugal, but that's not what the real fare is. No. Once it's out there and you get it, they got to stick with it. They can cancel it. Right. But yeah, it's yeah, it's 50-50. And uh, yeah, you just got to book it and then just see what happens. Uh, and well, you know, they, they're going to maximize profit. That's what they're in the business for anyway. It, it is, it is. So um, as regards to the flight deals, the overall flight deals themselves, how, how much research do you guys uh, go into to find these things? We, we have a lot of different tools. Uh, it takes a lot of manpower to find the deals themselves, but it's kind of an art form, I'll say. You know, we look for different... You know, let's say, you know, there's a flight deal on Delta from, you know, JFK to you know, Lisbon, Portugal. Then our team knows, you know, if we find that, that there might be, you know, in other hubs, you know, let's say it's a, an American hub or a Delta hub or a United hub that, you know, maybe Delta is attacking those American hubs. So we should start checking different, different airlines um, and different airports around the country. So there is an art form to it. Um, it's not completely random. Um, but, uh, yeah, it, it takes a lot of work, but it's pretty rewarding helping people, you know, fly, uh, to places, you know, that maybe they could never afford to visit. Right. Um, I want you to dispel this myth. And I saw this in one of your videos. So I'm, I'm going to probably give you a hint every time that you go online. I don't care if you use the, the big boys like Expedia or to go to the airlines direct and try to book a flight. And you're not happy with the air force. So you like, go away for a week or two. Then you come back. And everybody's under this impression that, that some of these people put cookies on their 
uh, website. So they know it was you that came in and searched for that flight. So they're not going to give you the best deal that's out there because, oh, we, we already saw this flight to LA for 500, but you come on two weeks later and it's now 450. Now we're going to sell you the 500. Elucidate on that for us. Tell us what the real deal is. Yeah, this is like one of the biggest travel myths. And this is also one of the things that people don't actually want to believe is true because they just automatically assume, you know, just anecdotally based on their experience that the airlines are messing with fares all the time. And the more you check, it seems to go up in price. And the truth of the matter is, I mean, for us, a thrifty traveler, if the amount of times that we searched for a flight that had somehow increased in cost, I mean, we could never, I mean, find fares for our, I mean, we could never find fares and we could never, you know, tell people about fares to book. Um, so yeah, the airlines do not cook, collect cookies that impact fair airline pricing. The thing is that airline flight pricing is just so highly variable. So, you know, what you see, you know, let's say you're looking at, you know, Las Vegas to, um, London and you check once and then you check, you know, a week later and a week later, and it's always changing. You know, it is always changing. The price is always changing. It is going up. It is going down. Uh, it can be changing, you know, every 30 minutes. It's that highly variable. Um, and without getting too nerdy into how it works, uh, you just, the big thing we always recommend, use Google Flights, book directly through the airline. The airlines only care about putting your butt in that seat. They're not messing around with airline pricing based on how often you search. And be- before Dave jumps in with this question, I'm going to give a, far be it for me to give a plug to Google Flights, but I actually used it based off your recommendation. And I'm able to see 11 months out. For those of you who don't know, airlines put their flights out 11 months in advance. But what I liked about it was the calendar. I can go through, like we were, we're going to Maui sometime this year. I was able to compare the flights in June to the flights in October, which are like $300 cheaper just by looking at that calendar. It is, Google Flights is the gold standard. And I, that's another one of our things that we're always like, you know, you might be using Hopper or Kayak. It's like, trust us. Just use Google Flights because, yeah, that calendar, nothing more slick than that. Yeah, I love it. Love it. Are there any disadvantages? I know there's significant amount of advantages, but are there any disadvantages in using Google Flights? Because I read, I, I read where they don't have contact information that if something goes wrong, you can call them in terms of the fear. You pretty much have to take what's there. Um, are there any disadvantages to, I mean, I know you're all excited about, about Google flights and I did some reading. I'm excited as well, but I, I, I also like to know where, where the negatives are. This way I can, I can work around those negatives. Yeah. For us based travelers, the probably largest disadvantage is the fact that Southwest fares are not available for search through Google flights. Southwest is just kind of a cult following and they don't want to have their fares available anywhere outside of Southwest.com. So that's the biggest disadvantage. Um, you know, and yeah, like you said, there's no way to call Google flights that doesn't exist because uh, you, you just essentially have to, you know, you search, you click through and then you book directly with Delta American and you deal with them, which actually makes it super easy, especially now with vouchers and all those complexities you know if you can book directly through the airline i mean that's the way to do it how how do airlines consider um you know like you said the fares change every day you have no idea what what um the airlines use but i'm sort of curious is is it simply supply and demand or and at the same time 
is there an element in there where for flight is ready to go? It's, it probably makes more sense to 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 give a discounted fare. You know, so I mean, a, a discounted fare is money. And in, in other words, what I'm trying to say is probably better to go down with a seat filled than having an empty seat simply because you want to charge a higher price. Yeah. So two questions there. The first one is, you know, how does airline flight pricing, you know, really work? So mm-hmm. yeah, like American Airlines has their own revenue management department and they are always battling with every other U.S. airline has their own department. And they're trying to, like you said, it is Econ 101, the rule mm-hmm. of supply and demand. Um, they're trying to be competitive and yet, you know, maximize return to their shareholders. Uh, and that's the battle. Uh, and the thing is, you would think that they'd rather have a seat filled than not filled, but that really isn't the way it works, oddly mm-hmm. enough, because they're mm-hmm. always trying to protect you know, where that price is at. And they don't want to set it too low that they will somehow, you know, no one would be willing to book anymore. You know, if you booked a seat for $50 and then suddenly you had to pay $250 on the next flight, then people, you know, wouldn't be as apt or want to fly um, if that makes sense at all. So it is complex, but they're also trying to protect their pricing as well. Um, But yeah, that's really what we are all about is trying to find where airlines put on these, what we call flash sales. Mm -hmm. So they'll, let's say their quarterly earnings are coming up for American airlines. They got to get their numbers and their metrics up as high as possible. Mm -hmm. Um, And maybe they need to get a bunch of butts and seats to, you know, Portugal or Miami or wherever. And they'll put on these secret flash sales to get those butts in those seats. They won't advertise it, um, but we find find that. And that's really our bread and butter at Thrifty Traveler. Mm -hmm. A question that comes up quite a bit for uh, the people who Dave and I have spoken to, and it's actually been happening in my 25 years in travel, getting a flight that is relatively inexpensive during a holiday season. (laughs) Uh, I mean, obviously, it's a little bit too late from Memorial Day, which at the time of this recording is a week from today. But I mean, the 4th of July is probably a little bit too late for that as well, unless somebody just didn't book a flight and they just got uh, empty seats for some special destination. But, but is there a mechanism where the average consumer who goes on thriftytraveler.com can find flights that uh, are, I don't want to say cheap, because it actually goes back to the supply and demand you and Dave were just talking about. But holiday travel is a big, big deal. And I get this question all the time. We can't find cheap tickets during the holidays. Duh. <laughs> Let me follow up on that, Michael, if I may, before Jared answer. Um, Because you're talking about the busy period. Let's say, for argument's sake, Mardi Gras. We're talking about Mardi Gras. And the airlines know that no matter what, folks are going to fly to Mardi Gras, no matter what times of year you book. Uh, And they know that those seats are going to be filled. Can you get discounted, apart from the fact that you mentioned uh, mistake fears, etc.? Can you get discounted fares during that period of time? And you can answer Michael's part of the question first, and then you can jump to mine. Yeah. So for, you know, the, like the New Orleans, let's just think about, you know, a holiday, because um, that, that is a holiday in New Orleans. And you, let's say you want to go to that event. The best thing you can do is start looking 11 months out. Uh, and I know most people are not, you know, planning that far out. And a lot of flight booking, you know, is within 
you know, 30 to 45 days, if not near to when the flight departs. So if you can try to be proactive and start looking ahead of time and use what one, again, we're going to go back to Google flights. One of the great free things that they, they allow if you have a Gmail account is Mm -hmm. to set up Google flights price alerts. So let's say we're looking, you know, even six months out, this would work great. You know, find the dates that you want to go set up an alert and watch it for a couple months. If you see a big price drop, then book it. It's not impossible to find a flight deal during those, you know, peak, you know, what, 4th of July or Christmas times. It's not impossible, but you have to be doing it well ahead of time. My other tip for holidays is maybe instead of going on, you know, probably the most popular flight dates, try to maybe arrive a day or two earlier or depart a day or two after. So again, this is going to go, this is true for anything with flights. Flexibility is key. If you can somehow kind of, you know, travel on a Tuesday or Wednesday or Saturday, you know, those are kind of the, we go back to supply and demand. Those are kind of like the the lower uh, traffic days. If you can book a flight on those days or start tracking dates uh, on those days, you can save a lot of money. So flexibility, huge thing. And just being proactive. But I also, and I also read where you mentioned um, where you mentioned that you might get a cheaper fare if you just drive a couple hours away from your airport. I mean, <laughs> you have to weigh that convenience with a couple of dollars. I'm saying a couple of dollars. I don't mean two dollars, but with the yeah, with, with your savings, don't you? Yeah, yeah. I mean, that is kind of like the yes, you, the balance there. Is so you're like, well, if I fly into instead of New Orleans, another nearby airport, you know, maybe I can save, uh, you know, a hundred, two hundred bucks. Then I have to rent a car, drive, and that's yeah, that's that that definitely can work. And especially during some you know key key times on the calendar, can save you a lot. Um, but you know, how much pain are you willing to endure to save money, right? Time and pain. Yeah, uh, yeah, because there's really nothing close to New Orleans except Baton Rouge, which is 100 miles away. <laughs> I know. I was thinking in my head, I was like, cheap airports. I was like, Houston? I was like, yeah, but that's a drive. Oh, no, yeah. yeah that'd be I, a tough I've driven one. that one. Yeah, that's a five-hour drive from Houston to New Orleans. Yeah, that, 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 that's a, a, little, a little much. Um, also, um, when we talk about flying, I always get there used to be this lexicon within the travel industry about going someplace during shoulder season versus high season. And I I mentioned at the top of this podcast that we're looking at going to Maui sometime this year. And I'm assuming that the reason that I found such a cheap rate after I use Google flights to compare them for several months out is I chose a time in Hawaii where it's probably either shoulder season or low season. Dave's from the Caribbean. There's no way in hell if I'm looking for a cheap deal, I'm going to find one in the Caribbean between the end of hurricane season until the beginning of hurricane season, which is essentially right. from the end of November till June. Yeah. So specifically on Maui, you know, so maybe I'll just start this out. All of the pre-COVID flight deal rules, as far as you know, traveling in the shoulder season, you know, to save money, you know, avoiding peak summer. Those, that whole rule book has been thrown out the window. I mean, the way wow. travel is right now, it's just wonky. Yeah. And, you know, you might be able to fly, you know, find a very cheap flight to Barbados during, you know, high season. And you're just like, this doesn't make any sense. But it could just have to do with the fact that, 
you know, maybe Barbados has, you know, strict COVID rules and people aren't flying like they normally would. So it goes back to, again, supply and demand. So if you start talking about Hawaii specifically, um, you know, with Southwest entering the market, um, they have helped drive fares down. And especially from, you know, where you're at, um, West Coast, um, you guys have had some incredibly low fares um, to, uh, you know, especially Maui and Honolulu, uh, which is incredible. Um, and then, you know, demand to Hawaii is for sure up and those regular, you know, the restrictions are going down. Um, so there's just a lot of opportunities from the West coast to, to go to Hawaii on the cheap right now. Yeah. I, I'm pissed because Dave wouldn't let me use his private jet. <laughs> 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 so I mean, stingy. The, the dude froze me I out. Am, man. Yeah. <laughs> That's the only reason why I'm on this podcast. I, I need that private, <laughs> <a> private jet. <laughs> I saw an image of you. It looks like an aircraft. I'm looking at the background and it has like those little aircraft windows and you're behind this bar. I mean, that's my thing. <laughs> and that, yeah, and that, that isn't private. That's just paid for with points and miles. So <laughs> well, it's an illusion. Get... <laughs> the illusion of wealth. That's all it is. Well, that's but you know pro- what? Go that's ahead, a good thing. Yeah. I'm imagining that I'm, I'm imagining that you're probably going to say the same thing that I'm saying. That's a good segue into Talking about points and rewards programs and so on. That's exactly what I was going to say. <laughs> <You see? laughs> because so far we've talked about the airlines giving us the deals. Now let's talk about how you could facilitate some of those deals with what you have or, you know, the the right rewards programs to come to. Because I've read a ton of stories lately where certain airlines have changed their reward programs and they're not really telling you because it's not working to your advantage, blah, 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 blah. Let's Give us the 360-degree view on cashing in rewards programs starting with the airlines themselves. Yeah. So, you know, when if you know you're kind of new to the world of points and miles, you just got to take kind of like baby steps and don't let it overwhelm you. Um, it can be complicated and complex. Uh, but you know, if if you're just getting into it, I think the first thing you should think about is just picking up, you know, a credit card just to get essentially an economy flight for free, you know, whether it's getting some Southwest points, American miles, uh, or, or Delta sky miles, you know, just kind of wait in there. Um, because what the, what the big credit card banks, what you want you to do is open up a card, put a ton of money on it. They'll let you earn some miles, but they're hoping you're going to, you're going to rack up a bunch of credit card debt. So yeah, we got to try to be responsible and you're trying to kind of, uh, Kind of do the opposite of what the banks are expecting. So we're definitely all about financial responsibility at credit card. Or sorry, we're all about financial responsibility at Thrifty Traveler. Um, and trying to avoid credit card debt is a huge thing. So, you know, you can go as deep into this as you want. You know, I say get a free uh, economy flight at first, and then maybe start thinking and doing research about, you know, how can you get, you know, maybe business class to like Europe for free? Um, you know, and then, you know, if you really want first class, I'll be honest with you. It is not easy to book first class for free. Um, and the airlines make it that way by design. Uh, but if you're willing to peel back layers of the onion and do research, it is possible. But I don't want to come out here and say, oh, yeah, if you're just going to be jumping right in and get first class for free, it's not that easy. So far, we've been talking to you for just over half an hour, and you have already given our audience great insights how to fly. Uh, on 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 the cheap, save money flying. Um, have you experienced any any fallout, any fallback, any pressure from the industry itself, the airlines? 
No, thankfully, yeah, like the, the banks and the airlines are just gigantic machines. And as long as you don't do anything too wild, uh, yeah, we haven't had too much pushback. And, you know, like a lot of the things we do, especially like finding cheap fares, you know, we're just using a lot of the tools that, you know, consumers use themselves. So we're just looking for trends or identifying trends and we're just letting our followers know about it. So we're not like, you know, a lot of people have heard about skip leg where you're kind of abusing rules. Mm -hmm. We're not about that. We're about following the rules, but just looking for value and then just telling our followers about it. That's as far as the airlines are concerned, but how about the other industry folks like a Travelocity and Expedia, for argument's sake? Yeah, we haven't we haven't gotten hit with any lawsuits yet. So 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 far so good. But they might want to buy you out at some point for a couple billion dollars. Hey, that sounds good. And if <laughs> I know you got your private jet. Dave, you oh yeah. Anybody that's looking, and if kayaks looking for a billion dollars thrifty traveler, they might have to cut that check. Yep. And I was gonna say you can have that conversation if they throw it out there. <laughs> There's a finder's fee out there for you guys too. Uh, okay. Oh, Sounds damn, good. Damn, I knew I was, my agenting skills would come in handy. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I want to ask you another big 360 degree question. Do you find that in terms of travel, let's say I want to go to Madrid or Portugal, which I saw your deal this morning or something like that. Do you find air travel is the biggest hindrance to people not going somewhere as opposed to the cost of the resort slash hotel itself? Just the the bad the bad experiences that they've had that they yeah. don't want to hop on a plane. Yeah, um, I think yeah, people have just they do that. The airlines are kind of just beating them up and abusing them. Um, there's no question, and that's kind of one thing that we try to do. You know, if if we find you know like Qatar Airways, which is out of Doha, Qatar, in the Middle East, you know, one of the best airlines in the world. If we can find a flight on that airline, and I know personally that you're going to have a better experience. You know, we put that deal out there even though it might cost a little bit more, you know, let's say to go to Dubai or maybe even go to Athens. Um, you know, even if it might require you to travel a little bit farther, but I know your experience is going to be great. You know, we let our subscribers know about that because yeah, we've all had those horrible experiences when we're trying to save money. You know, whether it's a a long layover to save maybe 100 200 bucks um, you know, we try to avoid that at all costs. And we try to avoid putting people on, you know, airlines that just really aren't the best. Um, and and we know that people are, you know, quite possibly going to have, a, a, you know, a negative experience. So, you know, that's a that's a huge thing for us. We don't just put out flights that, you know, are crappy. I would never put out a flight that I wouldn't take myself. Right. No, that's but you said that you put those flights out there. Uh, I'm answering the question from the standpoint. Do you have a filtering system or you just, for lack of a better term, you just scrape, you put it out there and you allow your subscribers to, to make a choice, either based on some criteria, whether it's 90% cheaper or 50% cheaper than what they want to pay? So, yeah, for sure. From the very, like, the, the genesis of the flight deal is you're scraping, you're finding the deal. But at the end, what we have is that human element. There's, I mean, everything gets looked at by somebody on our team, drafted, put together, and vetted, and then it's sent out. So, um, yeah, we, it's not an automated function that we just are pushing out whatever deals, you know, a different algorithm is finding. It is for sure filtered um, via uh, various different methods to make sure that we're flying an airline that we want to fly. And we're, yeah, 
we're getting rid of those long, ugly layovers because I'm sure you guys have all done those. Oh yeah. Um, get, we, we talked in general about the rewards programs vis-a-vis the airlines and their, their reward programs. Um, do you have any tips about how best to cash in rewards points from the airlines, particularly we'll, we'll address credit cards separately in just a moment. But from the airline specifically, I've cashed in rewards programs. I, I actually flew to your neck of the woods, Minneapolis, for a conference, cashing in, and I wound up flying for zero. Um, so, you know, that, that helps. But I don't have any method for how I cash them in. Sure, sure. And I know there's a lot of, like, points and miles websites that do, like, valuations and how many cents per yeah. mile you should be getting. So, you know, what we've seen that leads to is people have what we call points paralysis, where they're like, I have no idea if I'm getting a good deal or not. Um, and what should I do? So what we always recommend is, you know, I know this isn't like the best tip, but just, you know, use your points and miles. Don't worry too much about it. Um, and, you know, maybe just take a trip that maybe you normally couldn't afford or just help yourself save a bunch of money. Because as we talked about earlier in the show, the airlines are constantly devaluing the points and miles because mm. they want those to be worth less and less and less. Again, going back to maximizing the return to their shareholders. So if you're holding on to points and miles for years, they are for sure being worth less and less. So, you know, let's say you're flying, yeah, from Vegas to, you know, Minneapolis. As long as, you know, you compare a few dates and it seems like the dates that you've chosen seem to be within the realm of, you know, what's the norm, just burn it. And don't look back. <laughs> so it really doesn't make any sense cashing those points in um, at the time when those airline tickets are high as opposed to when they're low. And you said, you know what? This ticket's reasonably low. Uh, low. I can afford it. I'm going to pay for this ticket and I'll use my points when that same trip has a much higher value or the airlines have already figured that in in terms of how many points you can use from point A to point B at what specific time of year you can use these points up from point A to point B. Yeah. You got to do that research because sometimes, you know, let's say if you're talking about, you know, a Delta flight, you know, the, the cash flight and the SkyMouse mm-hmm. price are, are usually intertwined. They are variable pricing where they kind of move up and down on um, mm-hmm. the points cost and, and, and the dollar value. But sometimes it isn't, it, you know, you can book for, you know, let's say maybe the flight's $300. But you can book for instead of 30,000 sky miles, you can book for 10,000 sky miles. So you always need to spend a little bit of time doing the research. And if it seems like a good deal, you know, so for like a domestic deal, we always say if it's less than $200 round trip, that's a pretty good deal. Mm-hmm. Um, and you can book it. But again, you know, instead of spending 200 bucks, if you can spend, you know, 15,000 sky miles, I say burn the miles. Okay. And the other thing, too, as regards to those miles is I noticed, like, when I went to Cabo San Lucas, I flew on Alaska, but I'm also part of the American Airlines Frequent Flyer Program, and they're part of that One World Alliance. I was able to transfer my miles on Alaska to American for a flight that I actually booked. Hell knows where I went, but I booked it. I was able to do that. So there are a lot of those inner alliances that work. There definitely is. And that's like having just like a baseline understanding of like, okay, so I have yeah, like American miles with one world, you know, what can I, what other airlines can I book? And that's why just hopping, if you have miles, you know, obviously, you know, look on Google flights first, look what the cash price is, hop on, look what the mileage price is and see, yeah, what other airlines can I fly on? Cause you're like, oh, I would never think that I can use my, you know, Alaska miles or my American miles to fly on these other airlines. 
And you can, and sometimes you can fly some better airlines than the actual airline, you know, mileage program that you're in, you know, let's say you have United miles and instead you can fly, you know, maybe Lufthansa, um, which, or Swiss, you know, something that something more interesting that, uh, or a different experience. And, um, it might be a little bit better than flying I was, United. I, I was actually going to say that, uh, but uh, uh, you said it first. So I'm going to hold you on that one. Um, <laughs> uh, okay, we've got the general gist of the miles from the airlines. Your website does a fantastic job of highlighting credit card mile cash-ins and how to go about it and which cards are uh, the better for you as, as opposed to others. Give me the again the 360 view on the credit card situation. I subscribe to your your website, your premium site, so I I saw a couple of them already. Uh, so talk to us a little bit about good credit cards. Yeah, uh, 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 keeping in mind that you're going to be responsible, of course. Yes, yeah, absolutely. So again, you know, this is kind of the whole theme at Thrifty Traveler is we're trying to keep it simple um, because it can get complicated quickly. So what we are our goal is to you know, kind of tell people about um, credit cards, credit card travel rewards or credit card or travel credit cards, sorry, that will be easy to, you know, earn a big bonus and then use those points to book a cash flight. So instead of, you know, let's say you have that $300 flight from, you know, Vegas to Minneapolis, you know, you can say, oh, you know, I found this cheap flight. And then you can go to, let's say you had a Chase Sapphire preferred card. And you've earned eighty thousand um, ultimate rewards points. Then you can go to the Chase website, use your points to book that cash flight. That's really as easy as it gets, and that's what we're big fans of. You know, whether it's you know another one's like the Capital One Venture Card, just super easy. Like with the Capital One Venture Card, you know, you sign up, you have to spend some money, and then you get the bonus. But they have that purchase eraser, so you go, you can book an Airbnb a train ticket, a flight. And then after you book it, you can just wipe it off your statement with points. And that for me is just as easy as it gets. So, you know, those are two, you know, pretty popular cards. Obviously we discuss a bunch more at thriftytraveler.com and our beginner's guide. Uh, but we just try to keep it simple. I always try to think of, you know, of my mom, what's a card I could get my mom that she would be able to use the points easily to book a cash flight, you know, Flying business or first class is one thing. It is complicated um, to do, but what's something I can we can provide value at Thrifty Traveler to help anyone, you know, travel on the cheap, and and that's really where it's at. Right. Okay. It, it, it is time. Da, 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 drum roll, please. Now you got to help me with my size fifteen shoes. <laughs> I'm thinking. I'm thinking some kind of. Uh, a shrinking ray that's like a honey I shrunk the kids kind of thing. I, that's like the only thing I was like. On our last uh, episode, we were talking about that one hasn't aired yet, but we were talking about the Bahamas and swimming with the sharks in the Bahamas. Maybe we should, you know, just give him a free trip to the Bahamas. He swim with the sharks and maybe his size 15 shoe might get reduced to size seven. <laughs> <laughs> little amputation. <laughs> I, I, at least, at least you cleaned that up. I thought you were going someplace like we could use this size 15s as defense, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> no clown shoe comment. It's, it's low hanging fruit. Oh, I, 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 I gotta tell you, when I saw your your uh, video for the TV show you did about packing for travel, my girlfriend's like that. When we travel, it's one bag. 
for the both of us. Oh, we don't, man. we don't, we don't do two bags. The only other thing that the only other bag I carry has my electronics and my computer and my camera and stuff like that. Other than that, is one bag for both of us. And every time she packs, she goes, "I don't know what to do with your shoes." <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's easy. It's easy when I go on a business trip because I basically wear my dress shoes on the plane. And I'll maybe have like an athletic shoe that will, because there's more pliable, yeah. stuff them into a bag. But if I'm going like when we went to Cabo San Lucas, that was a little tough. Yeah. Sandals, right? I, it's, it, it is tough. And it's easy for me as a guy to, to give advice on packing <laughs> because <laughs> I mean, you, I mean, you guys know it's just so much easier if you don't have size 15 feet. Yeah. Um, yes. But yeah. I mean, traveling light. And not having a giant bag, I mean, that just it just makes life so much easier. Yeah, you don't have to go stand in a baggage claim waiting for your bag to come down to carousel. Obviously, you save money depending on the airline you fly. I mean, it, it it's a royal pain sometimes for me to always have to, you know, especially when I know like a lot of times I do a lot of public speaking. And sometimes I don't like wearing the same suit two or three days in a row. So I've got that with my long arms. It's like it's just annoying as hell. But I've actually mastered that technique. So I'm actually getting pretty good other than the shoes. I know for sure that this episode is going to be a hit because not only are you giving us traveler advice, but you're really giving my co-host and my partner personal advice. And I'm certain, <laughs> our, you know, I'm certain our audience would love it. <laughs> Jared is, as, I, I, as long as it's not hygiene advice for good. Um, <laughs> for the folks, for the folks who really can't see us, because this podcast is audio only, I wish you could see the expression on Jared's face. <laughs> Yeah, he, he he just turned a shade of red, which we cannot describe on the air. <laughs> it's for the best. It's, it's for the best. Awesome. Hey, I, I do have another question for you. Then I then I want to give you a moment to talk about how you plant a tree for your new subscribers. I really like that about how you're giving back to the, the earth. But before I go, um, I saw something on your site that talked about TSA and global reentry fees. For those of you who don't know, TSA pre-check is the thing where you don't have to take off your shoes and take your computer out of your bag when you go through the uh, through the uh, security. And global reentry is when you're traveling internationally, coming back into the United States. For anybody who's ever flown internationally, when you come back and you land at a place like JFK or LAX, man, sometimes you're in that line an hour just waiting to clear customs and immigration. So, yeah. um, But I saw you had a couple credit cards that actually help offset some of those fees. Yeah, yeah, there are quite a few different credit cards that you know you can sign up, you know, get the bonus again, and then you can also, uh, yeah, get global entry and and TSA PreCheck for free, which is a kind of a no brainer, just a bonus. And there's more and more credit cards that are offering those kind of perks. It's not just always you know those top tier credit cards. And we have some great information at thriftytraveler.com. Just hop on there, search global entry to learn more. Um, or TSA pre-check. And we got a great lineup of some of the top cards um, that'll kind of help you out. And that's just like, if you travel more than even a couple times a year, that can just help save you so much time and stop waiting in line. And you're gonna be like, why didn't I do this sooner? Wow. Yeah. I, I, yeah, definitely. Definitely. After you pick your ticket, um, you know, before Michael goes deeper into the other side of it, after you pick your ticket, and I used to use this service, I haven't used it in a while. Talk about seat guru. I mean, that is really good because a lot of folks, I mean, I, I don't want to be done with the bathroom. I don't want to be close to the bathroom. You know, 
So talk about the advantage, the advantage of going to seek guru from, from 50 travelers perspective. Yeah. Yeah. So let's say, you know, we just booked a, you know, an economy ticket somewhere and it doesn't matter if it's on, uh, you know, what airline it's on. Um, definitely when you're choosing your seats, you know, if you, if you do have the option to choose your seats, hop on seatguru.com. They're owned by TripAdvisor, free service, and you can enter in your flight details or you can enter in the aircraft type and it will tell you, you know, what are the best seats? Um, and, you know, maybe on a domestic flight, you know, maybe it's a, you know, a, a couple hours, not that important, but let's say, you know, you're on a, you know, a 10 hour plus flight to Asia or the Middle East or even Europe, you know, eight hours, it's important to have a good seat. And that's what Seat Guru is all about. It's going to identify based on, you know, here, here's a green seat. This is one that you want to book because you have more leg room um, or, or is closer to the front of the aircraft. And here's the red seats that, yeah, Dave, like you said, are close to the bathroom, or maybe it's a window seat with no window, which sounds like a, a nightmare. Um, and the longer the flights, I mean, the more important that stuff is. And again, it's free. SeekGuru.com. Check it out. Um, you know, once you use it one time, you're going to probably want to use it every yeah. time. Yeah. Um, and, and yeah, if you have the choice to choose your seats, um, you know, choose, choose a good one. Thank God you brought that up, man, because I am, <laughs> I am six foot four and it is extremely difficult when you get on one of those airlines with 30 inches of room between seats. Well, I'll, yeah. tell, you what, well, I'll, I'll tell you what, Michael, I'm going to ask Jerry the question that is for you. This, this, <laughs> <laughs> this should be your question. Okay. What I, what I used to do, Jared, because I don't want to sit in the back of the plane, I want to get a comfortable seat. I would always go to the counter and I would answer the bughead seat. Or I would answer for the emergency exit row because it gives much more space. Michael is six four. When I find that what the airlines are doing these days, those seats are becoming premium seats. Yeah, those those seats are usually going to people who have status with that airline. So you know they fly a lot and they get some level of status where they get to choose those seats. Or yeah, like you said, they charge quite a bit for those seats because they are definitely. I mean. I, I'm only 5'10", and I even want those seats, so I can't even imagine being over six foot um, because mm -hmm. that changes your flight experience, I mean, significantly. Yes. Um, and, you know, sometimes you can go to the counter and ask for those seats. Um, you know, let's say, you know, before you actually board, maybe they're open, but I, you know, the airlines are getting better at making money. And a lot of times, you know, they're going to, they're going to want you to pay for those. Uh, and sometimes you just have to kind of pony up that cash if you don't have airline status to get those comfortable seats. And the longer the flight, the more those are valuable from, uh, you know, I'm sure uh, if you're if you're tall, you want those. It used to work for me when I go to the counter and I give the nice lady a smile and, you know, something like <laughs> that. But it, it doesn't work any longer. It's all, <laughs> it's all about the cash now. Maybe you're not as cute as you used to be. You know what? You're right. You're so right. You're I'm glad you. Right. I'm glad you said that. <laughs> <laughs> We're all getting older. It, it took me off. It took me off the hook. <laughs> Good but, advice but, again, Jared. But bringing this back around, sometimes on Seat Guru, sometimes some seats a little bit farther back do you know? Maybe you'll find, especially on an international flight, a seat where they're not charging you more. It still is like one of those green seats that they're like, oh, you have additional leg room. And, yeah. you know, 
there's no, it, you'll just really have to search and it's not like Delta. That's always the case. It's really going to be based on the aircraft type. Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm, definitely check mm-hmm. that out. And sometimes you can find some cheap seats that have some more leg room. So yeah. definitely take advantage of it. Yeah. That, that's mm-hmm. happened to me on occasion. I, I know one flight I took to Fiji at a LAX and I was on a, a wide body plane. I happened to have gotten a window seat that had not one seat in that didn't have the extra oh, third seat yeah. in front of me. Man, I was in heaven for that 12 and a half hour flight. <laughs> <laughs> it, is, it is the best. I know. You're just like looking forward and you're like, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, in the few uh, moments we have left, uh, I was intrigued when I signed up for your website that I saw uh, that you guys are very much into sustainable global travel and, and replenishing the earth. Talk to us a little bit about the uh, genesis of the planet tree for each new member sign up. Yeah. Yeah. So we are very, you know, conscious about the environment. I I was in Boy Scouts as a kid. I'm an Eagle Scout. So, you know, being in the environment, planting trees has always been something that I have been a a huge advocate for. You know, when you own your business, like like Thrifty Traveler, we have a choice to do some things that we feel strongly about. So yeah, we cover all of our, uh, our flights with, with credits. Um, and yeah, for, we're actually not doing it right now, but we're hoping to bring it back. But every single premium subscriber that signed up for our service, we were planting a tree. Um, and we're hoping to bring that back very soon, but yeah, we're always trying to be, you know, do well by the environment and, you know, leave the world a little bit better, um, than, than we got it. Well, yeah. That, that's awesome. Um, Dave just reminded me too that uh, talk to us about your premium service versus just going onto your website. Your your premium service, which is the one I signed up for, is awesome. Just uh, give us give us a little bit of uh, details about what you get with that premium service. Yeah, so anybody you know can go to thriftytraveler.com, get signed up for our free newsletter. So much information at thriftytraveler.com. But yeah, if you want to take your flight savings to the next level, we have a service called Thrifty Traveler Premium which is all about cheap domestic and international flights. And if you're flexible with your travel dates, and again, you're willing to book out up to 11 months, you know, we've got flight deals for you. You know, as we've discussed, you know, we're constantly looking for all these different flash sales on different airlines. And we send these flight deal notifications right to your email inbox. And the cool thing is you can select your home airport. So whether you're in, you know, Las Vegas, New York City, um, or Minneapolis, or even small towns like my hometown, Fargo, North Dakota, we find flight deals from over 175 different US and Canadian departure cities. So there's really no other service like this in the world that finds as many, you know, domestic, uh, you know, flight deals from different destinations. And you can check that, check that out at thriftytraveler.com slash premium. Uh, the cost starts at $5.99 for a month, or if you want to save, Sign up for $45 a year. Average savings are at least $200 on each flight. So it pays for itself pretty quick. Yeah, absolutely. And I also saw, and correct me if I'm wrong, um, because I just signed up yesterday. There was something about a training program. You train people to do certain things, the consumers, uh, I, I guess, to find there. Tell, tell us a little bit about that. Yeah. So we have a few perks with Thrifty Travel Premium beyond just the flight deal alerts that come to your email inbox. And one of them is Travel Rewards Credit Card Consulting. So, you know, we touched on points and miles a little bit during this podcast, but my wife, as well as my co-founder, Nick, they actually answer these emails. You fill out a form after you sign up for premium and you're like, these are what my travel goals are. You know, let's say you just want to go to yeah New Orleans, or maybe you want to go to Fiji. You know, they try to identify, you know, one to three credit cards that might make sense for you to sign up to get those points again, 
and try to book one of those cash fares essentially, you know, for free. It takes a little bit of time and effort, obviously, to you know, sign up for a card, spend mm. some money, get the points. But again, you know, like we talked about, that's one of the, the best and easiest ways to fly on the cheap. Love it. Love it. Love it. Well, I, um, uh, let me, uh, thank you for actually coming on our show and sharing that, uh, uh, knowledge with us. Um, you know, like I said, I signed up yesterday and I've just in the 24 hours I've signed up, you know, I saw the deal to Portugal this morning. I was actually looking for it cause I was going to, uh, shout it out, but you know, I'm going to make them sign up. So I'm not shouting it out. Um, <laughs> but, really? You're a businessman at the end of the day. So am I. So you, y'all got to go look it up like, just like I did. And, you and $45 is not outrageous. <laughs> Your platform, and I and I, I have to repeat the name, thriftytraveler.com, um, they offer so much. Um, is there anything that we missed that you want to talk about? No. I, I think the easiest thing, anybody out there who just wants to you know, travel on the cheap, yeah, just head over to thriftytraveler.com. I'm not pushing, I'm not pitching too hard on this. I think once, once, uh, yeah, all your followers get there, um, they'll see the value and yeah, go to our beginner's guide. That's a great place to get started and get on our free newsletter. So I, I have one final question for you. Where are you going next? I am, see, I'm glad you asked this week <laughs> <laughs> because I haven't been, my wife and I haven't been to too many places, but we are going on Thursday to Iceland. So. We are leaving North America for our first time since late 2019. So very excited to, you know, yeah, we've been to Mexico, been to the Caribbean, but going to, yeah, somewhere in the EU is, is pretty exciting. And, and Iceland is, is pretty popular right now. And I'm excited for, man, I think their days are sunlight's like 20 hours right now. Yeah. So it's going to be, it's going to be a great time to get out. So I'm very much looking forward to it. That's so awesome. should I call my folks in Barbados? I mean, I had this all planned for you. Should I call my <laughs> folks? <laughs> Could I should I call my folks in Barbados and tell them, you know what? Just roll the red carpet up for a couple of weeks more. That's right. That's right. <laughs> I'm ready. I'm ready to go down to BGI and roll out the red carpet. <laughs> All right. <laughs> yeah. Don't, don't tell anybody you know, Dave. Okay. I'm just trying to warn you now because they're going to they're going to shove yeah. a rum drink in your hand and then they're going to want to take the private jet that you did not use. <laughs> I won't fight that. There you go. <laughs> well, well, Jared, again, thank you so much for doing this. Um, like I said, you have um, touched the surface on uh, a lot of traveler questions, um, things that we kind of, I don't want to say give up on, but it's like, it's cumbersome to a lot of times do all the homework. You guys do that for everybody else. Yeah. And, and it makes life a lot easier for those, even somebody who travels as often as Dave and I do. It's it just life just gets easier when somebody else can do the legwork. And then all you got to do is kind of fill in the details and keep moving. Yeah. I like to think of ourselves as jungle guides because it is, it is difficult out there to find and save on travel. And yeah, that's what we're all about. Nice, nice, nice. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, we have been speaking to Jared Kamraski of Thrifty Travel and you can go to their website, thriftytraveler.com. And we will be posting all of this on our website and our write-ups on our social media. So it should not be too hard for you to find Jared and his team. And uh, if you get stuck and you can't find them, simply just drop us an email at contact at tripcast360.com. And we will get you to the right website or, or get you to Jared and his team so you can sign up for them. But Jared, again, thank you so much for doing this. We really appreciate it, man. Michael, Dave, yeah, this has been great. It's been fun. This hour has flown by. So thanks for having me. It always does because we have so much fun. 
Yeah, well, <laughs> yeah, well, you still got your challenges to come up with a special pocket on a suitcase for size 15 shoes. You saw that problem, buddy. We're in. Yeah, we're, you know, I, got I have you. thus far <laughs> failed, but I will keep <laughs> <laughs> All right, Jared, mm-hmm. again, thank you so much. And on behalf of my dear friend Dave Cumberbatch, we want to thank you for uh, listening to this episode of TripCast360.com. We will see you next week for another edition of TripCast360. Yeah. Hey, thanks for having me. This has been fun. (laughs) 